It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We got a hint of free agency coming up, so I think it's a good time to reset the books, talk a little bit about the Magic's cap situation, what they're capable of doing, and what they might do and what the league is waiting for them to do. That plus game three of the NBA Finals that's on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 8th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic's cap situation. I'm actually going to break down the numbers, so get your pen and paper out so you can keep track of everything. I'll tell you the different scenarios the Magic do have this offseason, kind of set the table for that since we had some pre-agency rumors yesterday. And then we'll talk about what the Magic might actually do and what the league is really waiting on the Magic to do. We'll get into all those possibilities as we look ahead to free agency coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA, They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. That's Locked On NBA with two N's today. So yesterday, uh, Sean Devaney, a uh, friend of the show. I don't know if he knows where he's a friend of the show. Um, friend of the show. Um, uh, of Heavy.com had this big kind of sprawling article just asking a couple executives around the league. And, and again, not 
did not seem like they were connected to the Magic. But asking a couple of executives around the league, what do they think of the Magic's current situation? And I think, A, because the Magic works so much in secret um, and, and don't leak anything. And, and look, I'm I'm here. You know, I follow the team. You know, I, I, I have people inside the organization that I trust. I know asking them things is a moot point. <laughs> Um, it, it, they're not going to say anything that, that organization is really, really buttoned up. And, and honestly, that's probably a good thing, but no fun for us, of course. But the, the, the thrust of this article and why I think it's important to discuss it, it's not for the rumors that came out of it, the, the aggregators. And look, I aggregated it too. I talked about it on the show yesterday. The aggregators, you know, lommed on to the executive saying, you know, the magic, They've really been focused on Gary Trent Jr. And, and yeah, a, a move to bring in a guy like Gary Trent Jr., even if it comes at a hefty price tag, he's, he's declining an $18 million option. Um, so you, he's expecting to get a $20 million deal. So three years, 63, 62, 64, 65, somewhere in there perhaps. Um, he makes a lot of sense as a volume shooter that the Magic desperately need. The other name that was floated out uh, from, from there was Grant Williams. Uh, another kind of three and D uh, forward plays more of the four is an undersized four, but a tough guy would give the team uh, someone with playoff experience. I'm always looking for my horse grant. I don't think that's Grant Williams, but that's the rumors that came out of this article were not the thrust of this article it was not really what this article was getting at. What this article was getting at was a question of, the Magic are a team that's on the cusp of winning. Let's just keep it real simple. On the cusp of winning. Are they going to spend this massive amount of cap room that they have and put themselves in position in the short term? Or is patience going to be the word again? And are the Magic going to wait to strike, whether it's for a big name next summer, or whether it's not at all, whether it's just to keep the guys that they have. And, and, and there's a real question about that uh, with Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony, both eligible extension this summer. Jonathan Isaac, also eligible extension this summer, but I doubt they'll bring him back at that $17 million number. So that's probably a moot point. This is the central question for the Magic this offseason. They've been given the marching orders again to level up. They've been given the directive to level up again and, and and seemingly after finishing six games, but really three games out of the final play in spot leveling up means making the postseason. However you want to define it, play in playoffs. Their mission this year is to make the postseason. And so again, the question is, is what they have enough? I don't think so. I think they do need to make some, not significant changes, but they need to make some significant additions to the team. They have two lottery picks. The draft is going to help with that. Free agency is going to help with that too, with a number of options, not just Gary Trent Jr. and Grant Williams. I think they'll be, I think that the Magic are a team that could make a push for Austin Reeves. I think the Magic could, gra- could go grab a Lonnie Walker, a Lonnie Walker the fourth after his pretty solid playoff run with the Lakers. Um, I think the Magic could be a team that throws money at Nas Reed. I think the Magic could be a team that gets that goes and grabs Mason Plumley. Um, there, there are options for this Magic team. 
and we'll dive more detailed into free agency targets after the draft. After the draft, the free agency plans is going to be really clear based on who they draft. And again, that, that whole line from Jeff Weltman, uh, we got to make sure our rookies, our young players have pathways to play. So we'll know a lot more after the draft. And that's when we'll really turn more specifically into free agency. But to get to this question of, are the Magic ready to push the chips in? Is this the summer to be aggressive? And you know, look, I named some players there. There are certainly some others. Certainly the big news coming out of Wednesday is the, the Suns potentially waving Chris Paul and the Magic are a team that people are banding about as a team that could go after Chris Paul. And we have to start with the numbers. What is the Magic's cap situation? I'm glad you asked. Um, offhand, and, and this is really before I did a ton of the numbers. Um, I, did, I, did, I did just do the math today. Um, offhand, the Magic have around 20 to $25 million of cap room depending on certain things. This is how we get to that number. So this is really, really important. As things stand today, the Magic is $59.8 million guaranteed for next season. That's declining all options, waiving all non-guaranteed parts of contracts, and not including the draft pick. So $59.8 million guaranteed for next season. The 6th and 11th picks in the draft, so if the Magic keep their two draft picks, going to run them another $10.1 million. If the salary cap comes in at $134 million, which is the public projection that's been made, the Magic will have around $64.1 million in cap room. That is certainly enough to go after a max free agent like a Fred Van Fleet or, say, a James Harden. But this isn't practical cap room for Orlando because they're not going to just dump several players. It seems very, very likely that the Magic will keep Jonathan Isaac uh, and, 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 not, not, and fully guarantee his deal. Um, it seems very likely that the Magic are going to keep Markel Fultz and fully guarantee the final year of his deal. That would add another $24.8 million. That's that's Isaac's 17, uh, 17 million, um, or part of his 17 million. I don't think it's fully guaranteed yet. Uh, and then the the final set or the final seven million of Jonathan Isaac's contract plus the full uh, 15, 16 million of, of Markel Fultz. That's gonna essentially take them out of the running for a couple max guys, but would still give the Magic $39.3 million in cap room. Again, using that $134 million salary cap figure. I did the math. You could double check my math, but these are all rough estimates. June 30th is a big day for Orlando because that's when a lot of these contracts guarantee. If we get a press release on June 30th saying the Magic are waiving Gary Harris or are not are, are, are waiving Gary Harris because the final year of his contract is fully non-guaranteed. If we get a notice that they're waiving Gary Harris, I would bet that is a pretty good sign the Magic are signing Fred Van Vliet. And that would be the target. That's that's probably the best free agent out there. They're going to hit that $30 million number because the difference between signing Fred Van Vliet and not is Gary Harris's $13 million. Gary Harris is the linchpin to the Magic being a max max player, a max uh, free agent team, or just a team with a lot of room. Keep Gary Harris's keep Gary Harris and the Magic the Magic have 26.3 million dollars in cap room. Like I said they have about they're going to have around 20 to 25 million dollars in cap room. That's going to depend also on 
whether they guarantee the final year of Bull Bull's contract, whether they guarantee the final year of Mo Wagner's contract, or whether they pick up the team option on Goga Batadze's contract. Again, those are roughly three to four, maybe $5 million total. Um, it's not clear what the Magic will do, but I'm essentially operating at, with the Magic having around 22 to $23 million of cap room. I think 23 is probably the, the real number that the Magic are playing with this offseason. That is enough money for sure to bring in a high-level player. Gary Trent Jr. is turning out is likely to decline to decline an $18 million player option. If you want Gary Trent Jr., it's going to cost you at least $20 million. Austin Reeves, to get him away from the Lakers and put him in a spot where the Lakers cannot match, it's going to cost you $18 to $19 million, if I'm not mistaken. If my math is correct or if my research was correct on, on that front. If Nas Reed is probably going to cost you somewhere between $12 and $15 million a year. And we know the Magic love to front load their contracts. Would not surprise me if the Magic use this cap space that they have today to front load some contracts and set themselves up to have a lot more room or have a little bit more flexibility and, and room on the back end when they got to start paying Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner and, and they get on there. Let's assume they're going to get max extensions at this point. I, I think that's fair to say. And, and the new CBA is going to play a role in all this. The salary cap's likely going to increase again, make another big jump. There's a lot going on here. That's where the magic stand, though. They have the capability to do a lot. And so ultimately the question for the Magic then is, how fast do they want to go? And that's the question that they and, and we have to start pondering, and we'll ponder it here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. For championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Sorry to our friends overseas. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So that's where the, but before we get, before we get into that, um, I'm happy to announce that uh, we are starting a subtext chat um, uh, with, with our locked on magic fans. So if you're interested, subtext is this great platform. It allows me to update you directly to your phone. So I can tell you, Hey, today on locked on magic, we're going to chat about this or give you little news nuggets or little things that may not make the show or may not even make an article that I'm writing on orlandomagicdaily.com. I'll be, when the season starts, I'll be sharing halftime thoughts. I'll be covering the draft. I'll be sharing some thoughts from the draft room as well. It's going to be a great resource. And I want to invite you to join today. Go to joinsubtext.com slash lockdownmagic to subscribe to subtext and join in on the fun. I'm really excited to get going with this. We'll be getting going very, very shortly. Joinsubtext.com slash lockdownmagic. Now that I got that read out of the way. Um, I'm very excited about this. That, that, that's not just a read. That's, that, that's me being very, very excited. Uh, but we've laid out kind of the, the magic have the tools to do a lot of things. They want to absorb some more money in a trade. They can absorb some more money in a trade. They want to go out and get a big free agent. They could go out and get a big free agent. They want to play conservative and let that cap room roll over as they've done in the past. They can definitely do that. With you know potentially Isaac's money, Aunt Cole's money, and and Fultz's money coming off the books next year, the Magic are in line for max cap space once again. Um, whether they want to flirt with the second apron or not, when they do have to pay Paolo and Franz, it's another question. But this is a team that has a lot of possibility in front of them, and really, it's not just possibility on the court. Obviously, it's possibility and flexibility off of it to do really whatever they want. And so really, the question for the Orlando Magic, the question that this offseason brings is how fast do they want this thing to happen? How quick, how ready are they, or how ready do they feel they are to make that big leap? That is the central question of the season. That is the central issue facing this team and really the central central debate of the offseason. Obviously, they have two first-round picks coming in, so they you know have to account for a couple of rookies, but they could usually trade those perhaps for a veteran and absorb that veteran's contract into their cap room. They could easily go after a couple of free agents and really begin to speed this thing up. Ultimately, knowing this front office and knowing Jeff Weldon, he has been patient, sometimes frustratingly so. In moments where we thought the Magic were ready to push some chips into the middle, he's valued stability and consistency. And certainly with a very young team like this, stability and consistency makes sense. As guys are learning, as guys are getting comfortable with the league and, 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 and with how they're going to improve and what their roles might ultimately be, 
changing things up too much is definitely a problem. Should the Magic go after James Harden? He's really good, but probably not. Should the Magic go after Chris Paul? Chris Paul's really good. He would help this team tremendously. He would help them win immediately. But is that the long-term project of this team? As, as Weltman has said, we're not chasing the sugar high of a playoff berth. We want a sustainable and long-term vision for this team. Uh, maybe Chris Paul does that. I, I think Chris Paul definitely does present some interesting questions because Paul will make this would make this team better and get them in the right spots and I think fit really well in a Jamal Mosley offense and the Jamal Mosley offense and really get this team humming in, in, at a new level. And so you got to think about it if 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 it if he becomes available. Um, in, in that way, but really, again, it's less about, I, I really don't like harping on individual trade rumors because really all they do is tell us what the central issue is. Are the magic ready to put chips in the middle of the table today? Are the magic ready to gamble long-term assets for short-term success? How important is this year's playoffs to them or is it okay to miss this year's playoffs if it sets something up two, three, four years down the road for the next four years and, and the postseason? I'm simply asking these questions because those are the same questions that it appears everyone else around the league is asking whether this team is ready to make a serious financial commitment to sacrifice some long-term flexibility for that short-term gain. As, as, and, and that short-term gain is important. The Magic should need to make the playoffs this year. We should expect them to make the playoffs this year. We will be disappointed if they're not in the postseason next year. But how important is it? How, how important is it to expand the assets to make it happen? We had the podcast with Mike Richmond a few weeks ago talking about the, the trading up to the third pick and getting one last bite of the apple of a high lottery pick. And to me, that is almost going in the opposite direction uh, of where this team should go. If the Magic are going to push some chips in the middle, I do think it should be for a veteran that can get this team over the hump. For the Horace Grant. Uh, if you don't know my Horace Grant theory, the 95 Magic benefited greatly from having a championship power forward in their starting lineup, a championship veteran in their lineup. That's something this Magic team is missing. They need to find a veteran. I, I'm a big believer this team needs to get older. So I'm not, I wouldn't, you know, Scoot's great. If you could get Scoot Henderson, I'm, I'm interested. It appears you're going to probably get one of the Thompson twins at six. So maybe you don't need to, you know, how is the, are the Thompson twins that much worse than Scoot? Yeah, probably, but. Is it worth the expense of getting up there is, is the real question. Um, if I had to guess, I mean, and, and look, I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm a conservative guy when it comes to these, these things. But if I had to guess, I think the Magic aren't ready to push their chips in. If the Magic are going to do anything, it's going to value stability and consistency. They're going to spend a little bit of money, and I think they will spend some money this summer. We will get a, We will get a free agent that we will be excited about or make a big deal about and won't be, you know, just re-signing guys like it's been in the past. It's, you know, 
it's going to be a guy that's going to fill a really key role for this team. But that's all they're going to spend it on. They'll work pretty hard, in my opinion, to keep the guys that they have and to kind of keep the mojo that they have and just shore it up and 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 buttress it with some veterans to help them out and help them succeed in the short term while maintaining long-term flexibility. The magic want, you know, free agency isn't how you're going to get your stars. It's going to be through trades. And so you need to position yourself well to make those trades, to have the depth to absorb players and still be competitive after that big trade. The Magic are not going to spend to trade a first-round pick to get a guy. I don't think that's their philosophy right now. They're going to, I think, remain patient and really work with the group that they have to, A, just see what they have. That's a big thing I'm on about this team, too, is we don't really know what we have yet. And, And these young guys who've worked really hard have, in my opinion, Deserved an opportunity to show us what they can do. And this is their prove-it year. This is Markel Fultz's prove-it year. Are you really a starting point guard in this league? Prove it. Wendell Carter, you a playoff caliber center? Prove it. You know, is Paolo Bancaro really a superstar? We're going to see how much he improves in the second year. Prove it. Everyone's got something to prove. And I think that's, that's why the Magic are going to remain patient. Because... They're still growing. And this tree or this plant or whatever farming analogy I'm making up on the spot here isn't ripe to get picked yet. We're going to talk about game three of the NBA Finals, a really interesting game between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at Bird Dogs. Um, before Bird Dog signed on with Locked On, I actually, you know, I heard about this company. I've seen some of their ads. Their ads could be a little raunchy at times, but the concept of Bird Dogs was really, really interesting. And I got, I got a chance to take a look at them, bought a couple pants, and boy, am I happy I did that. Bird, da- Bird Dogs gives you stretch khaki shorts and even stretch catch khaki pants that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look with the shorts, but they also give you the comfort and flexibility to move around. In fact, I wear my I wear some of my bird dogs slacks and, and full-length pants to work. They're comfortable enough that you can move around in them uh, in your everyday life. You can play them on the go- you can use them on the golf course, you can use them wherever, but also nice enough that you can take them to work with you. It's that that's the true flexibility of bird dogs. They're not only stretchy and 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 really comfortable, they have you know the mo- kind of moisture wicking stuff so they're they're not going to make you sweat a ton which is great here in Florida um and they're just really really comfortable and they look really really good i mean what else what else do you need bird dogs uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long especially here in Florida that is so so important bird dogs i think got famous for their for their shorts that came pre with the liners already in so you didn't have to wear underwear those are cool and all but you can get great, great looking, great feeling, confident feeling bird dogs pants without that special liner as well. It's everything you could you could ask for from, from pants. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's really all I can see. Say go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA and enter promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. 
That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. That's two N's there for a free Yeti style tumbler. Won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So the Denver Nuggets take a 2-1 series lead over the Miami Heat with a big Game 3 victory, a game that at the very beginning at least looked like it was going to go just like Game 2 did. Denver was a little sloppy with their defensive switches and assignments, but boy, when Denver turns on, there is just not a lot Miami's going to be able to do here. Um, This series, you know, and, and really every series with Miami, and this is, I'm not taking anything away from Miami. Miami... Miami plays a consistent style. They play their way. This series is not about Miami because Miami is going to do what Miami does. This series is not, not about Miami. This series, just like the other three series that, the, that have been played, is about Miami's opponent being focused and, attent- and attentive to detail. Because if you make a mistake, Miami's going to beat you. Miami's going to try and pressure you. They're going to try and get you out of your comfort zone. And Denver... In this game, at least, they didn't look as as unbothered as they did in game one, but they absorbed Miami's pressure really, really well. And they applied some of their own. Look, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Steve, I think it was Steve Clifford who said this, the biggest adjustment a coach can make between games in a playoff series is to make shots. Miami shot worse than 40% in the game. But Miami's defending Denver really well. You are not beating Denver shooting worse than 40% from the field. Even if you're hitting 11 threes, Denver makes up that gap by being so ruthlessly efficient offensively, by getting out in transition when you make mistakes, by Jokic and Jamal Murray being able to make impossible shots. Miami's got to make shots. And, and that's something they've been doing all playoffs and it's kept them in games and won them games. But the regular season, the reason why they were never favored to beat the Celtics, even when they're up 3-0, is the regular season stats said they are a terrible shooting team. They were a worse three-point field goal percentage team than Orlando was this year. They shoot volume. They make volume. But they've got to make shots. And, you know, I think Jimmy Butler, like in game one, settled for mid-range jumpers. I think Denver is, is trying to bait Miami into mid-range jumpers. If they can lock out the threes and lock out the rim, and beat Miami into mid-range jumpers, I think that's a win for Denver. Um, you know, Jokic is in that drop. 
they were happy to let Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo take those like short 18 foot jumpers. Um, it's just about keeping them out of the paint and keeping them out away from the rim. And Miami really struggled to get to the rim. Now, Miami still had their moments. They still forced some turnovers, but Denver just made a lot of really good plays. Um, you know, obviously, Nikola Jokic and Jabal Murray became the first pair of teammates in NBA history to have a 30-point triple-double, to have two 30-point triple-doubles. Like, that's in playoffs, finals, regular season, first teammates with 30-point triple-doubles in the same game. Like, that's... They really carried this team. Um, but Denver wasn't getting anywhere without uh, Christian Brown with the plays that he made late in the game, that he made it early in the fourth quarter. Um, certainly not without Aaron Gordon and some of the plays that he made throughout the game. Um, the stars for Denver showed up. Miami's stars, like Butler had an okay game. Bam had a really good game, but the shooting wasn't there. Miami needs to make shots. They need to shoot well above their station. They've been doing it all playoffs, so you expect it to happen now. But they're not winning without making shots. Miami's like, I say this, I, I know I said this back when the Magic played the Bucks in 2000. And I'm sure I said it back when the Magic played the Raptors in 2019. The, mar the, the Magic were capable of beating both of those teams. But the margin for error was very, very small. The Magic had to make shots at a rate that they weren't, they wouldn't usually make shots. They probably needed a bad game. And again, the odds are, that's not going to happen four times. The Magic won game one against Milwaukee because Gary Clark hit four threes. Coming out of that game, yeah, the Magic were really excited, but Milwaukee knew if Gary Clark if Gary Clark hits four threes every game to beat us, so be it. That's the shot we want to give up. That's kind of what's happening in this series. Look, Denver didn't play great in game two, their defense wasn't as, as locked in and they gave up a ton of open threes and they got burned by it, pun intended. Their defense wasn't like, their defense was locked in, but not super locked in. Miami missed a lot, not the same looks, but a lot of quality looks once again, just like they did in game one. And Miami has nothing to make up for that. If Miami's not hitting from the outside, they're losing this series. They're losing the game in the series. Denver can make mistakes. Denver can have brief moments where they turn the ball over, where they make mistakes. They can make up that difference. Miami can't. And, and that was pretty clear before the series. It's certainly clear after game one. It's very clear now after game three. And we'll see how Miami adjusts and whether Miami brings a little bit more intensity to try and make Denver uncomfortable and keep themselves in the game uh, in game four on Friday. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast now. The podcast that you're tuning in. Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. We sell the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. I have a fresh big board I'm hoping up for you on Thursday. Um, we'll have a Taylor Hendricks profile up uh, Thursday morning as well. And in fact, for my everyday crew who listens to Locked on Magic every day, we're going to chat about Taylor Hendricks on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Big, big, big favorite of UCF fans here. Prospect I really, really like too, but we'll chat about him and what he could bring to the table for the Orlando Magic. Very real chance the Magic do pick him at number six. But that's going to do it for, for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.